In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. And I'm Sammy. And today we are joined by Emily Gellis Landy, influencer and entrepreneur who you might know from her popular Instagram account or from her appearance on the Betches Bride podcast. And her wedding was featured on The Knot, which I saw. And you had a pink dress, which was incredible. Yes, so I did. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. I love yeah, a bold, colorful wedding dress statement. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. What what made you go go there? I Pink's just, my favorite color. I was it is? Well, yes. <laughs> I was just trying on a lot of different, you know, like doing the process, trying on dresses and I felt like it was very anticlimactic. I was not feeling like any of the white dresses were going to give me this like wow moment. And I just love pink. And I was like, I want to wear pink. And my or my mother-in-law was like, you can't wear pink. Like, that's insane. And at first I tried on this, like, bright pink. I didn't wear bright pink. I wore light pink. This, like, ridiculously bright pink Valentino dress that I love. And I was like, okay, that's a little too much. But then I just started talking to this designer that I had met in Israel. And I told her, I want to wear pink dress like what do you think and she was like awesome like let's do it and I was like okay fun and I think I don't know if people thought I was actually gonna do it or not but I was always like once I got on board I was like I'm wearing pink yes that's great I don't know what the obsession with white is like I'm (laughs) constantly looking for ways to incorporate color Aileen knows I've sent them to her I'm I'm already like rethinking my wedding dress to do one that has color on it so. Yeah. Well, white does not necessarily make you like pop. I feel like other anyone like other colors make people like people have colors that like accent them really well. So I don't really understand it, but eh, whatever. If you want to wear pink, you wear pink. Wear any color. I choose black right now. I'm in a full black jumpsuit, so <laughs> it's all good. Um, but I just feel like that says a lot about per- your personality and like obviously why we wanted to have you here because you're very outspoken on your Instagram account and um. You have a story to tell about your health journey, about yo-yo dieting, and just like how you got from young to now, <laughs> how, yeah. like from being a kid yo- like to now. So tell us your story. Like, where did it start? And what have you learned? What have I learned? <laughs> um, well, I feel like I grew up for the most part eating like not the healthiest, and I don't blame anybody for that. I'm like see now my friends with young kids and I feel like it's really hard to like feed a kid. So you give them something that they'll eat and you just move on. And my diet growing up, I feel like consisted mostly of bagels and pasta and pizza, which I loved. And I remember being like, I don't want the broccoli. Like that's gross. 
um, when I was a kid. Your childhood and, like, diet fun. is my quarantine like, diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's the best. So <laughs> I totally get it. Um, and I feel like, okay, when you're younger, fine, you eat that, you run around like a maniac, it, you kind of get away with eating like whatever you want and you burn off a ton of calories and it's fine. And then I feel like once I got to college, I started realizing like, oh, there's like cleaner alternatives to some of the things I was eating. I started experimenting with more foods. I started eating like sushi. That was like a big deal for me. It just sounds so crazy now because that's like, I eat that so much. But anyway, I just started finding like healthier, healthier alternatives. But starting from when I had like my first job, so I'm 33 now. So starting, I would say first job out of college at like 22. Um, when I was working full time as a buyer, I guess I was behind the desk all the time and I wasn't moving around as much. And I just started to gain weight, not even like realizing that I was like, gaining it. It just happens, you know, it just like creeps up on you. And since I've been on a yo-yo journey for all these years, that's just kind of what happens. It's like starts slowly. And then all of a sudden you just reach a point where you're like, oh shit, like, how did I get here? Like, I don't feel my best. Like, I don't feel good. And then it's just like, it's depressing a little bit when you feel like you have to go, you have to get back down the other side. So I would say it's, I started kind of yo-yoing like 10 years ago. And I don't know, you know, I would just like, whenever I stop exercising, that's when I find that I kind of go in a negative, like place for me as far as like what I eat exercising, not like a crazy amount, just doing like some active movement, like five times a week has really helped me to stay in a healthy place and makes me make better decisions with like what I'm eating. I'm not saying that I don't eat and indulge in things here and there, because of course I do. But whenever I've given up on working out and just been like, I don't, I'm, I just, for whatever reason, I just will stop. I'm so cold turkey. I'll just forget it. And then just slowly I start making decisions like, oh, I'll eat pizza for lunch, which is not something I would like usually do. Like I would usually try to eat a salad for lunch. And all of a sudden I get lazier and more lax with what I'm eating. And I've done it so many times. I don't know how many times I've gone up and down, but I've, it's probably been at least four times in that or five times in that 10 year span, which is like a lot to put your body through. And I'm not talking about like gaining like 10 pounds. I've gained like 40 plus pounds. I don't even know because when I've gone, gotten like heavier, I haven't even gone on the scale sometimes because I know how I feel. My clothes don't fit. I don't need to go on the scale to see the number because then I'll maybe freak out. But yeah, it's just, I've done it you so many times. <laughs> what? <laughs> We have a lot in common. I I kind of feel like that's like just what you were saying about how like you make a small decision and then it's like your decisions are just your window of decision making is so shifted and the and it's you don't need to go on the scale. I also do that too. We're like, oh, I know, I know. Like I can see. Yeah. Like I have a mirror. Yeah. And like the inability to lie to myself about this. So it's sort of like, yeah, it's the same experience. But how did you so? throughout these 10 years, like what, what were you actually up to? Like what diets were you doing? Like, were you trying fads? Like what was your approach to, to this? And did you like try to get help at any point? Like what, what were you thinking about yourself? So I never, I funny I, questions. Uh, well, I had done, I, I, one fad diet I've ever done, which is a horrible thing. And I don't even know if it's a fad. I did a juice cleanse once for a month 
which is insane. I would not recommend that to anybody ever. Do not do what, that. What happened? I mean, I lost a ton of weight, but like you forget how to chew food and it's so, and I was a miserable person. I was a miserable, like, oh, yeah, you're hungry. Yeah, you're hungry. And then you gain it back. Exactly. There's no <laughs> point in any of that. I, I actually don't like, and for me, no, any fad diet has never worked. I've like always, I've tried different things here and there, but nothing to even comment on because I don't stick to it for more than like a day or two because it's not, it's not sustainable and that you just can't what I did most recently which has like worked for me which I feel like is not even it's not a diet it's just like eliminating certain things that weren't great for me I like getting ready for my wedding so going back like already a year ago I cut out like complex carbs I guess you put like I stopped eating bread like okay that's not such a big thing and I cut out cheese because that was one I was trying to figure out like how I could like eliminate some things here and there and I cut out cheese from my diet and you know what it was something that I always just added on to things that I probably didn't need it's not wasn't providing that much nutritional value and my trainer told me that cheese is addictive um like heroin he said it's the same addiction and he said just try to cut it out and see if you can and honestly I don't miss it. I eat it still here and there and it's totally fine. Like whenever I'm having a meal that I'm indulging in, I'll have it. But it does make you crave other things. I've noticed only since I like cut it out. So those are really the only two things that I've like eliminated. So I wouldn't call it a diet. Yeah. I would just feel like I try to eat and I try to eat like t say to myself, okay, like eat more fruits, eat more vegetables. Like they're good for you. Right. Like adding <laughs> stuff. What do you yeah. think that like all the, the yo-yoing did like to your mental health? Like, ha ha cause you talk a lot about mental health and how, and um, like just the effects of social media, which we obviously talk all the time about yeah. and also like self-image body image and social and social media how do you think that like the yo-yo dieting affected you especially since you were trying to like gain a following yeah i mean i feel like it's it, it's depressing like to do like go in that like cycle um and like i said every time i think that i've kind of gone up like weight wise it was times that I had like stopped working out and for my mental health that was never good and like that those were like never great times for me um and look I would take pictures and honestly because that's what I do for my Instagram and I would like hate them and I would not like how I looked and it was just like not a good feeling and it's not because I like oh it's it matters if I'm bigger or smaller it's just I didn't feel good like in my own skin and that's just not a good feeling and you know, it's not a good feeling when you go into like, I would have like clothes that are, you know, right now, maybe my, like most of myself is a size four, but I couldn't fit in that at all. Like I was, and it's depressing when you have like a whole, I have more clothes than I could ever know what to do with. And it's like, I couldn't just grab something and put it on because it's like, oh, I, I don't fit into that now. And it's just frustrating and annoying. Um, and so I feel like it was make it made me anxious and like, not like severely depressed, but it's just a depressing feeling to be like, oh, I'm here again, especially after like you've gone through it more than once. It's like the first time I did it, it's like, okay, I gained weight. I lost weight. I'm going to maintain it. And then, you know, somehow all of a sudden I've got back there again. And it's just like, what am I, what am I doing to my, why am I doing this to myself? I don't know like how I've let that happen, but it is like those very small 
decisions like stress and that all of a sudden one day I was like, no, I'm not going to work out. And then I make excuses for two days. I'm not going to work out. And then all of a sudden I'm not working out anymore and I'm eating pizza for lunch and that's not good for me. And how did I get there? (laughs) Are you an extremist like in general? Maybe. (laughs) I'm just wondering because I feel like that, that kind of is like why I do that. I'm like, oh, well, like if we're, if we're fucking it, we're totally fucking it. And if we're going for it, we're totally going for it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get like that in my, like when I want some, when that's why I've done it, I guess so many times because like when I want something, when I'm determined to do something, there's like no stopping me. I will do it. I, my sister always says you have that I have such discipline when I want to be healthy and eat clean. Like I can really like kick it into gear and be like, nope, I'm not, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm sticking to what I'm doing. But yeah, I guess I'm extreme on the other end, but I just decide, okay, I've just given up. <laughs> but I don't, I, I, don't you. I hate that journey. It's like just not fun. So you say you're, you're on this journey. Do you feel like you are, you could be confident in saying like you're kind of done with yo-yo dieting or do you feel like you're in a yo? <laughs> ready for the next yeah <laughs> uh no I feel like I need to be done with it because it's just not good for me or for anyone just the it's just not it's too exhausting and it's not good for your body to like do that it's like it feels so good to get to a place where okay I eat clean let's say like 80% of the time 20% of the time I don't and that's fine and I have a routine of like working out and walking even during this crazy time as much as I still trying to walk like, you know, at least two miles a day, just so like I get like action and just trying to stay in that. And then I, I feel like I have the tools now, like I've done it so many times. <laughs> I've made the same mistake enough times to know. And I've promised, Oh, I also took a video. This is, this is what I did. I took a video or I told my sister, take a video of me right now talking to myself that if you see me like starting to make bad decisions like I did in the past, like, you know, where I'm eating something that's like on a regular basis, that's like not like me. I said, send me the video reminding myself how hard it was to get back into shape after doing that so that I can remember that it's like not worth it. I just don't want to do that again. It's, it's too much. Can you send me the video too? (laughs) Has that, has that worked? Like, has she shown it to you? Is she going through the same thing? Um, she has been on her own weight journey for her whole life. She gained a lot of weight when she was younger and she's over the years progressively like had a difficult time getting it off. But this year she's had a lot of success with she. So it's not a fad diet. According to her, it's a lifestyle. She's doing (laughs) keto, which my husband did it getting ready for our wedding and I wanted to kill him because he was so like obsessed with all, you know, he was like, there's like three grams of sugar in that. And I was like, <laughs> literally jump off a cliff. Like I cannot talk. So that was fun, but, um, she's been doing it and she lost 50 pounds doing it in the first, wow. um, five months of the year. She's, she told me it's a lifestyle though. It's not a diet. I yeah. Sure. I mean, that's the thing though. Like it, can, the diets can be a lifestyle if you actually use stay on them for the rest of your life. But the problem right. is because they're so strict, you can't. Yeah. So it's like I, it's it's tough because 
You don't know what to do after. Like, well, that's why I can't do any of them either because I'm so, I need some personal regimen that like I, I can follow that I know like works for me. So it's like, okay, I know that if I work out this many times, I feel good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And not these, like, I don't do these, like, I can't do those psycho, like two hour, like double, double, like workouts. Then I God just want to eat like a maniac after those like do not work for me. I don't like, I'm not trying to like do that. Just, a nice like, calm obey hits the spot. 30 yeah, minutes, just, really I 27 need, minutes. Yes, you're done. I've been doing the 20 minute, like Barry's body weight workouts to just, just your body weight. They're hard, but I'm I sure. feel like, very hard. Yeah. 20 minutes. Like I feel good. So I'm like, yeah. that's all I need. I don't need to go crazy. Agreed. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. So you mentioned um, your your social media earlier um, and that that's something that you really focus on. So could you tell us kind of like what your purpose, like what, like what is your, you know, essence of as an influencer and do you feel like social media has fed into, no pun intended, your yo-yo dieting or the way you feel about yourself? Um, me personally, I don't think it's affected how I feel about myself because I've always been very, I've always had a strong sense of like, self-confidence and I always just have been very like I said determined and like very in my own head and like I just go on my own way but um yeah I don't I I don't it hasn't for me but I feel like it could there's so many pros and cons to social media um like as an influencer I try to be authentic and I've always shared everything about my life that I, that I, I would share everything about my life. I have to respect the boundaries of my family and of my husband now and like certain things, but I'm open to everything that just as it pertains to me. So I did share like openly, like my followers saw me gain weight and lose weight. And it's probably one of the most common, I get crazy amount of messages about that when I'll share like a side by side photo of like, you know, Oh my God, how did you do it? But thanks for sharing. Cause I'm not trying to portray anything that's not like my real life and what I've really gone through. And it is hard, 
But I think that that's the point is to like just share like honest stories on there. And that's what I try to do. I know that there's a lot of people, there's a lot, I'm, I'm the, I try to be the real deal influencer. I'm, it's not a picture perfect page, but like that's who I am. Well, I asked because I noticed you have been posting a lot more about mental health and sort of like the right. responsibility that people with a following have. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about kind of like when and why you started kind of like pivoting to that conversation? Yeah. Well, I saw a comment from another account that somebody was posting their experience um, of doing another diet and saying that a nutritionist had told them that if they were taking an anti-anxiety medication that that, and that they were, the, the person was concerned that they had gained weight or that they might've gained weight by taking an anti-anxiety medication. And they were saying that the nutritionist told them, well, that's a choice that you have kind of insinuating like, well, you could not take it. And that could be fine if you want to like lose weight as if that was more important. So I strongly disagree with that. And I have suffered with anxiety for my whole life. They are definitely a hundred percent correlated to the yo-yoing that I've experienced. Um, they probably go hands in hands because when I stop working out, it affects my mental health for sure. And I become like more anxious and I've gone on and off of medication over time. And I just, the, the idea that somebody would think that if they gained weight, that they should maybe stop taking an anti-anxiety medication was crazy to me because if that's something that's helping you to like live a normal life, I feel like that's, that trumps anything altogether. The other stuff you can always figure out. You could always tweak something here and there. Like I said, you could eliminate something from your diet. Maybe you could work out a little bit more fine, but if something's helping you to, with your mental health, to live a happy and normal life, and that's medication, then that should come first to me. And I thought that that was, so I just touched on it briefly. And the response was overwhelming of people saying, thank you so much for talking about that. And I just, you know, I know in the back of my head that it's not something that people talk about, but I didn't realize how much it needed to be vocalized and normalized that it's okay to take medication if that's what you need. It's like, something that will help you there's should be no shame or stigma involved in that and i feel so sad that there still is and it's also so sad that somebody got that in like advice from a dietitian or nutritionist scary which is like really really frightening um so, yeah there definitely is a huge stigma around taking anti-depression medication like just massive nobody talks about it why i mean i'll literally say right now i actually started taking an ssri about now it's two months it ha i happened to unrelated to the quarantine i happened to like it took me a long time i will say it was a big decision for me to go on it because i had been on the same thing once before and it had worked for me but then when i went on it i had like really uncomfortable side effects of going off of it because i didn't like taper maybe i didn't taper pro properly whatever it is um but i was really like struggling with severe anxiety like alien you know you guys have all heard me talk about my really bad anxiety. Um, and my my therapist kind of was like, and I'd been seeing a psychiatrist to just to speak to her about potentially going on something. Um, and I found it really, I, I was I was very resistant to going on it at first, but like they kind of helped me see that like I didn't need to feel this extreme levels of anxiety where I would be up at night, things like that. Um, and I started, I happened to go on it like right before the quarantine, totally unrelated to the quarantine. Like 
entirely. Um, but it has made me feel so much better. I don't get these massive panic attacks that I used to get. I don't have like anxiety fits. Also staying at home probably helps. Um, but I have gained weight. I don't know if it's because of the quarantine, because I'm eating like full cakes as well as the SSRI. You used to um, always eat full cakes. <laughs> no, no, no. I had during quarantine, I've eaten a Mamafuku cake, a Magnolia <laughs> cake, and like four, like like a thing of cupcakes, a thing of donuts. Like, <laughs> that's like, okay. It's, I've all, done it's this. been many months already. Yeah. No, so no, but like, but I still, you have to think about like, I ate two whole cakes. <laughs> Like in within two weeks, okay. Like I've never had a warm not, salad. That's a long period of time. That that's fine. You had a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like day. Not uh, no big deal. Yeah, takes a cake. Okay, I'm not here to like shame my eating, but I will say I'm not sure if the weight gain is due, is due to the cakes or due to the 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 medication. But I will say because you're saying it's such a stigma and people don't want to talk about it, I started taking it and it has helped me even though I fought going on it because I was like, I can do it without it. But I feel so much better and I don't know why That's I really great. resisted. Yeah. Because the there. noises are quiet. Like the the sound, like the the constant shit in your head is like, yeah. why do you want to live with that when you could not? <laughs> I know. I've been there where it's like I get stubborn because I'm stubborn. I, I'm like a, I'm a Leo and I feel like I sometimes think, oh, I can like, I can do it on my own, but like, actually sometimes I just can't. And I've yeah. had that conversation over multiple years with my best friend who always kind of puts me in cause she has anxiety too. And she's just like, what, like, why don't you just like, why wouldn't you take medication? Like, you know, that it works for you. And it's like so weird because when you're in that bad place, you're, I've done it too, where I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't want for, I don't know what the reason is. It actually, it makes no sense to me in my logical self right now taking it. Yeah. Why I would ever not want to take it because it just makes me feel like me, which is such a relief to just go through the days and just feel like, well, I think the, it's like this. I really do think it is the stigma and it took me, um, you know, my, th my therapist was like, well, if you had like diabetes, you would take insulin. Like, why don't you look at it like that? And then I will say what sort of shifted in my head was like, I started to like, look back at like my mother and my grandmother and her mother and, and realizing like depression runs in my family on both sides. So like really bad. So like, why would I think that like, this isn't somehow actually like a partially genetic problem like being diabetic or something like or being prone to having diabetes something like that so like yeah i probably have some sort of chemical imbalance i think the stigma is also like people say a lot of people just say like oh if you have to take medication like you're weak or something and like that's where the, also the stubbornness comes from like i i can do this on my own like what do i need meds for and like that's the huge part of it when really it's there like if you if it's necessary for you to make your life easier and your brain to feel a little bit balanced and your emotions to feel calm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how much of it, like, I guess for both of you now, I'm asking this question, yeah. was like resistance to taking them associated with like fear of gaining weight because of them? I didn't even like think about that. I forgot that that was even, I didn't even, I didn't consider it. I didn't even realize. What about you? I thought about it. I like asked the doctor always, because I've taken a few different like 
different anxiety medicines. It was always something that I asked, but it was never a consideration of like, oh, I won't take this because I might. I was always like, if I gain weight, I'll deal with it. Like, I don't care. I was like, I need something mm-hmm. that feel like myself and I just want to feel normal. So that was, and I was always like, I should be exercising anyway to feel good. That has always helped me even in, when I was feeling my most anxious, like just to, I mean, I'm not doing this now, but even to run on a treadmill for 30 seconds, I always found that any type of activity like that is one of the only things I could snap my brain out of being in whatever weird place it was in, because you really have to focus when you're like sprinting on breathing. And like, that's kind of all you can think about. So that's always helped me. So I never was like, I'm not going to take a medicine because of waking. It's not worth it. And I would strongly advise that to anyone if they're mm-hmm. feeling like they're in a place of where they need a medicine to help them. That's like the most important thing. There's nothing that could replace feeling like yourself in your mind and nothing. Yeah. Because it makes you also when you, at least myself, now when I see myself in the mirror, I'm sort of like, okay, it's fine. We'll be fine. Like, I'm not obvious. Obviously, I still have like some self criticism, like ingrained, but it is so much less because I'm, I feel okay. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm, it's not like a added, adding to the collection of like anxieties that I already have. Yeah. Which is a relief, I'm sure. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Question. So I know you post a lot of like style and fashion and stuff like that. Um, I feel like just for, for me personally or in the past, I've experienced like the fact that like I wouldn't want to buy something because of like how it would look on me and like I feel like you're very very confident and that you share like a lot of great pieces and is there any any like advice you would have for like younger people who have kind of a fear to to dress like what they like what they want to dress or express really their true selves but they have like they're afraid to because of maybe they're they're not at their goal weight quote unquote or they're not like feeling how they want to feel especially during quarantine I, uh, I feel like, you know, buying something cute and like feeling good in it is always a, 
it's always worked for me. I mean, it's always been a way that just makes me feel good. I know it's superficial and it's not like what's most important, but it makes you feel good when you buy, you see something cute and you buy it and you're like, Oh, I like, I like this. You feel good when you put on a new outfit. Um, so I've always been, I consider my style very eclectic. I would, I don't have like one style. I just, I'm a moody and I go like off my mood, which is actually another reason that I was really dressed based on mood. Yeah. I was scared to pick like a dress so far in advance for my wedding because I was like, I might hate it. Like by the time, if I like stare, look at something too long, then I'm like, Oh, I don't like, then I get bored. So that's a whole other story that where like, I tried my wedding dress on for the first time, like, like two days before my wedding. But that's, that's a side story. (laughs) Um, I talked about that on the Betches Bride podcast. So if anyone wants to hear that story, you could go back and find that episode. But um, I just think it's fun to experiment with fashion. I've had a, a bu- people over the years like reach out to me and say like, oh, you look good in that. Like, I can't wear that. And I say, why? Like, why not? You got to, you only have one life. We're only here once. You got to do things that like make you happy. If you want to wear a style, like buy it, wear it, try it. You know, like there's always different ways that you can like, change things up to suit you more. But I would always say that you should experiment with fashion. It's supposed to be fun and you, it's fun to go outside your comfort zone. And if you never try, you'll never know. So, yeah. I also feel like if a lot of people are constantly trying to reach some goal weight, they never like are happy with what they look like now. And therefore they never want to dress for their current body. So they put it off and off and off when really like, like I'm looking, I was looking at your, um, like all of the, the buys that you were like suggesting and they're all like pretty inexpensive. And like, I was just thinking like if somebody just kind of got that, like a $30, like cute tie dye set, which apparently everybody's wearing these days, yeah. <laughs> like how good that would make you feel in that moment in your current body. And I don't know. I was just thinking about that a lot. Like these, these goal weights and all of this stuff and how like taxing that is on your like self-esteem just in general. And there's like, and it's stopping you from doing so many things that are otherwise like could ex- you could use to express yourself instead. I don't know. I just, I'm going off on a tangent, but like that, oh, you, like looking at your story, like that kind of just inspired me to just like, think about that, like such good stuff cute stuff and like I was I bought actually a sweatsuit that you recommended yes. but it, the, it was the men's sweatsuit I talked about it on the story it didn't end up um like fitting right because I guess it was men's <laughs> but next next time um Amy, yeah Amy, what you're saying about like the goal weight as you're saying it I feel like I'm having like a mental shift just hearing you even talk about the the term goal weight because I'm thinking about like how ridiculous it actually sounds like from, I don't know, maybe like my fresh, my fresher perspective, like on the world, having now been in my home in a pandemic for two months. When you think about the idea of like you're reaching your, your goal is to reach a certain weight. I understand maybe you have a goal to look a certain way, maybe, but like that could also be achieved by like working out by eating, healthier foods, like more whole foods. Um, so the, the idea that there's like a specific weight that you have to get to that's independent of like your health, your, the way you feel the, your, your strength, all these things is so like, as you're saying, and I'm like, that's insane. I can't believe that we have been (laughs) trained for all these years to 
and like obviously and 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 taken for granted that that's a normal thing to have a goal weight like shouldn't you have shouldn't women have like a goal bank account number that they want <laughs> yeah, to save for retirement <laughs> shouldn't women have like a goal for a type of partner that they're with who treats them a certain way shouldn't they have a goal for like oh i want to maybe learn a skill i want to maybe that skill is like i want to be able to bench press a certain amount of pounds so that you can look a different way but like it's just crazy that the goal and one that women are so focused on like obsessively so is a fucking scale yeah it's, like, very, it's so meaningless it's, it's very taxing and debilitating too and i've done it i've i've been obsessed with the number and like i remember thinking to myself like when i i, I try not to go on the scale that much I, it's like okay i can i check in like but also i've learned like I know how my clothes fit. You kind of know. I like that rule yeah. better. It's like they feel a little extra snug. Like, okay, maybe don't eat like the extra, like I'm eating gelato every single night, which I would normally never do, but I need something to look forward to. <laughs> and yeah. so on. So I've been eating it and it's like, okay, I put my tight jeans on once a week. They were tight. Like I feel, I still fit into them. So I was like, all right, like, you know, fine. I don't, it's like I spent, I used to when I was younger, like, I remember thinking like, okay, I can lose, like, I want to get back to like, whatever I weighed some number when I was like 22. And then I was like, well, like, that's just probably not going to happen. And I don't, I need to like get that out of my head. I, if I feel good, I'm being healthy. Like I need to just like, let that go. It's because you could obsess about it forever and it's like not healthy. And it, it just like, it's, it's like nowhere. directionless to obsess yeah. about. Like there's no, there's no reason. Also, like you were saying, like putting on jeans, I, I experienced the exact same thing. I put on some jeans this weekend for mother's day. And I was like, these fit, but they're snug yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. But instead like this, this was going to be my non-scale win, which we'll get to later, but I'm just going to say it now since it fits instead of being like, how can I punish myself and deprive myself of foods, which are supposed to bring me joy. Instead of that, I was just like, what is going on? Like the reason like we overeat is really because to fill some like emotional other need that's kind of missing. Right. So like, Instead, and just being gentle and just being like, what's going on? Like, oh, I had some extra gelato and I loved it. So yeah. it's, and it's not like a, you know, I feel like when you were saying earlier that there's a window of just bad choices because we're, we just, we push it out. We're like, oh, this doesn't fit whatever. And you just ignore it. And then yeah. you just like keep eating those feelings. And then like, you just can't continue to just ignore, ignore, ignore. And then until it like really doesn't button. <laughs> <laughs> but and then and then you really and then you really sabotage your own like exactly so there's a lot of self-sabotage in it shit ton that's um, where i am right now <laughs> like what you're describing yeah. it's like oh i haven't even tried the jeans i i don't need to like i can see like i'm looking but, it's fine. you know it's it's fine <laughs> yeah that's really kind of how i feel like i'm okay and okay. what and what yeah. like what do you want like what am exactly. i gonna do just like I'm just trying to like imagine <laughs> myself in my prior like motivated diet self in this quarantine and like there it's just not going to happen. It's simply not. Like that that feeling of like oh I've got to like get up and have my like fiber cracker and you know a little bit of avocado Let's like not talk about fuck fiber. That. <laughs> like I'm not going to wake up and eat a piece of cardboard at this moment. <laughs> Sorry. The wedding's well, not I'm soon with enough. I'm you on that. I can't eat those things. They do keep you full. I, I will do say. Highly, I do highly recommend Fiber One cereal. On the other hand, oh, <laughs> it is that. 
delicious with some milk. Yeah. Um, just, I just the idea of like that I would switch to some sort of like less than delicious food at this moment is out of the, the question. And enjoy it. Yeah, I'd enjoy um, it. Just quickly, we, just to, yeah. to talk about, um, just so you can um, just tell us a little bit and the audience a little bit, we're talking about money in a bank account. So tell us about your business, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a skincare serum that I co-created like a year and a half ago because I felt like I'm a skincare dummy and skincare all really overwhelms me. Like when you go into the store, when you go into like a Sephora normal times and there's like 40,000 of the same product and each one has like a little bit different something. I don't know. The price ranges from like $30 to like $250. I have no idea what's the difference between any of them. And I got stressed out. So I was like, what is a simple serum that I could create? Just something that you wear in the morning and wear at night, which is what Poppy is. And it's comprised primarily of four ingredients and it's works with skin tightening and hydration and just to make you glow a little brighter. So I just needed, I made it for myself because it's too complicated. How did you make it? Well, how did you know how to make a skin product? I didn't know how to make it. My partners work in the space and they formulated it and I tested it and I was like, yes, I like this. No, I don't like this. Um, It has a little bit of a scent to it, which is nice. And it's a 95% organic. So yeah, I just wanted something for me because I feel like, the whole beauty world is very overwhelming to me. I'm very, I'm more like simple, like 10 minute makeup routine ever like max if I do my makeup and I just wanted to keep it simple. Well, do you sell it or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where can people get it? Poppygirls.co and it's in my, in my bio. There's a link there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. It out. Congrats. Yeah, that is very cool. Should we do um? Should we do non-scale wins? Uh, yes. Let's okay. do some non-scale wins. What's yours? Well, I kind of shared mine. Oh, it was you did. my. It was my. It was very subtle. It was putting on my jeans and then being like, "All is good in these Levi's." <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they they're a little snug. I don't. You know, honestly, here this is really the the whole thought process. I was really afraid of going to Mother's Day and seeing people distance from a distance. I was like, that's what I have going for me. They don't have to see me from very close. <laughs> um, but like, I was f- afraid like, oh, did I don't, I haven't weighed myself. I'm scared that I gained some quarantine weight and I'm scared. Like I was going to see my mom for the first time in a really long time. And she is the, I'm not going to say the root of my problems, but you know what I was going to say. And <laughs> I was scared of judgment and all of that. But I ended up just kind of putting on these jeans. They fit. I was like, okay, they're tight. But then I put on my makeup. I did my hair. And I felt really, really good about myself. Like you were saying, Emily, just like putting on a cute outfit. And it made such a difference. I I went into that day with like so much confidence. And it was like a complete 180. And I was just really proud of my mind shift. So that was my win. What was your guys? Who wants to go first? I could do mine. Um, so I had, I have a few, but I'll, I'll go into two of them. Um, actually I've, here's 75 non-scale wins. 75 non-scale wins. Okay. I'm just going to do three. One (laughs) is my wallpapering of my wall. Oh, it's pretty. That's number one. Okay. That's plain. That's like a, whatever. 
weak win. Two is that I was watching last week's Real Housewives of New York and Sonia was talking about doing a juice cleanse. Um, and I definitely recognize like a significant shift in my mindset while watching her do this juice cleanse because let's say like three or four years ago, I would have like done a juice cleanse while I was watching this. I literally was like, I'm never doing a juice cleanse again and I'm happy about it. Like I had that in my head. I was like, I was like, I know for a fact I will never do one. And that never. feels so exciting. Great job. Claps are all around. Claps, claps. <laughs> and then my third, um, and maybe we'll actually go into this more like in a future episode. Um, but I had my mother in my therapy session last week. Ooh. And it was <laughs> good. Um, oh, that's scary. Yeah, it's definitely good, but like it's it's a uh, it's very vulnerable. You're, you let her in your safe space. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> she was 10 minutes late. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> she was 10 minutes late to your safe space. <laughs> Honestly, she's like, she 20 minutes before we're supposed to start, she texts me. She's like, I'm ready. I'm ready whenever you want. Okay. The time rolls around. I'm trying to like FaceTime both of them. No answer for like 10 <laughs> minutes. I start to like throw a fit. Like... <laughs> Oh boy. She 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 calls back like five minutes later. She's like, she's like, I'm sorry, my phone was on silent. I was sitting here the whole time waiting, but my phone was on silent. I'm like, you had one, you had one appointment in <laughs> the past five years. And you couldn't make it on time. Okay. Oh. All right. But you did it. But we had the therapy and it was good. <laughs> All right. Good job. Emily, what's your what's your non-scale win? My non-scale win. Well, one of it is coming on here with you guys because I love the Betches. I love all things Betches. And I'm so happy to participate in anything that you guys do. I feel Thank like you. Welcome. We're happy you came. We I I've been really it. loving your your page Same. these days. I feel like in the and I actually said this to our editor-in-chief like probably a week or two ago that the influencers like you who have like a there's like more there substance wise and it's not just about the pretty pictures i think will be sort of like the next phase of people who gain a following I and i specifically mentioned you by name actually <laughs> i hope so i feel like we, it's kind of gone in a shift over time it's like at first it was like glossy like magazine that was like trending then i don't really know what it shifted to People always say they wanted the authentic influencer, but for some reason it was like a harder climb. But authentically rich and pretty. Yes, exactly. And has everything that I don't know. Um, so now it seems like maybe there will be a shift and only time will tell. But I think it might go in that direction of people that I've always felt like we can't only be on Instagram to talk about ourselves or like cute things. Like if you have a platform <laughs> and you're not doing something else with it, even before all this, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, nobody cares like to see us. I always think when we go to these like events and be like, share things, it's, I always, I'm always like, is this enjoyable content for people to see? Like, I always felt like not really, but like, I feel like they want, and then I touched on anxiety, which would be another uh, non-scale win, which is like, I mean, the, a number of messages I got saying like, thank you, which I was not expecting to just talk openly about anxiety to have people thanking me. I was shocked by it, but I was like, wow, there's really something here. And people are really, people need connection in a way of feeling not alone. And it's certainly not through, I see some girls still posting like 
their shoe closets and being like, they must be so sad that they're not. And it's just like, really? Like right now, really? They're not getting it. I think really, I think the main shift, it's not, it's not just like pretty pictures or whatever. And it's, it's definitely substance, but I think it's like embracing like the imperfect and the imperfections rather than trying to hide them. And I think that influencers in the past, like really, really, and or everybody just really tried to curate their feed to be so perfect. Like you were saying, magazine, magazine. And also like it helps if you were wildly rich. But I think I, and, and really though, like they, they, they put, they buy, they spend their money. They buy like a really nice bag. They post it. Then, you know, it's like a complete cycle, but that's not relatable. I, what's really relatable is just like hearing somebody, one person's, 360 kind of life and that includes ups and downs and seeing the whole thing rather than just the front you know i think that's where it's going and yeah i agree with you i like i think you're part of that thank (laughs) you you. um so that was your win coming on dst yeah it is love it i hope you have me back (laughs) we'd love to yeah i mean i think yeah, this is like the be to me. I see this as sort of like the beginning of a conversation about the way people are like using their platforms. That is really just starting. Yeah. Um, and we'll see where it goes. But I mean, you've been really doing amazing, and you know, sharing just such vulnerable, real stuff. And it's it's amazing the confidence that you have to do it with. That you're just you seem very unafraid to just say what you think is right, and that's admirable. I'm maybe I'm maybe too unafraid, but yeah, that's that's where I am. And I I always sometimes I'm like I say to my husband or to my sister, I'm like, should I do it? Like I don't know, should I say this? Like I don't know if I should say it. And then I kind of go back and forth, and I'm like, no, but like I believe in my gut, like in my instinct that what I'm saying is true and right because that I live I trust that I live by a high moral code, which I don't know that a lot of people that do what I do also live by that moral (laughs) code, but I really care about what I'm saying. And if I really believe in something, then I feel like I have to say it. And sometimes people don't like that, but that's okay. Do you ever, do you ever have, sorry, do you ever have a vulnerability hangover? What does that mean? Like you share something, right? And like you, you're not sure you're teetering. Like, should I do it? Should I not do it? You end up doing it. And it's sharing something personal or like an opinion that you were afraid to share. And then you put it out there and then you feel like bad that you did. (laughs) Not because it was controversial, but just like I shared too much. It's too much. I need to hide. Do you ever feel like that? Sometimes. It'll sometimes. Well, it happens like with my mom because my mom has Alzheimer's and I share a lot about that. I've shared it over the course of time. And so I'll just say what I'm feeling or, and I do this about everything, but it always happens with this. And then I get a lot of like really nice messages, but I don't even know that it's so nice that people send me the messages, but it's almost like, I just want to share it and be done with it because it, it's like, I just felt like saying it, I said it, I'm not looking for any like sympathy or empathy. It's my real life and it is what it is. And I've been dealing with it and it's so kind, but yeah, sometimes I just, (laughs) I get a lot of feedback. It's good, but sometimes it uh, it drains me like it is like heavy and my husband will say to me like you need to could you like put your phone down and I'm like <laughs> but no yeah. like I can't I'm so in it and like I want to re- I respond to everybody that messages me except for like the really crazy ones that say like do you need a sugar daddy and <laughs> um yeah so sometimes it is 
heavy, but I feel like ultimately it, it like helps people. So I'm like, I feel like that's what I'm there to do. So it's worth it. Well, what you were just saying about like, oh, you kind of are like, are are you too unafraid or are you not, you know, unafraid enough? I think that that's sort of just like the results of being a woman who is always trying to adjust herself, you know, not you specifically, but all of us as women have been taught, oh, not too outspoken, but not too shy, not too aggressive, but not too like afraid. So I think that that's just sort of like you have been trained to be like, am I too outspoken? Like, just say whatever the fuck you want. No one has ever gotten anything done by be- by like constantly calculating the weight of every single freaking thought they have. And if- I think it is important what you said about like feeling like I trust my mo- my own moral code that you can stand by your own statements because I think most people don't even have that defined in their head about what that is for them. Like I don't think most people are measuring their actions against a standard that they have for themselves in most situations. I think they're just going about stuff. So if you feel like... I know what standard I'm measuring against and I have like evaluated that and I'm confident that that is like who I want to make myself into. I don't think you need to be afraid yeah. to be, t- to say too much. Well, what happens is, is it, to bring it back to the beginning of this conversation, when I first started, when I was 22 years old and I had this perfect job that was a buyer for Intermix, it was like, everyone thought it was like a dream job. I hated it. I mean, I was really good at it by the way, but I hated it because it was like two in a box for me and I was too repetitious. But I feel like other people thought I had this like picture perfect type of life. I had a boyfriend that I had forever and I, but I was miserable. I was very unhappy. And then I started taking a medication and it actually maybe was not the best medication for me. And I had a time where I was, I was so outspoken about everything and people were calling me crazy. Like, like legitimately, like all I was a talk of the town from great neck where I'm from and probably from Long Island (laughs) and people were all like, Oh my God, she like, she's lost it. Meanwhile, what I was doing back then, if I would have stuck with it, I would have been probably one of the biggest influencers. I would have gained a real, I was on Facebook, like typing, like how I felt and my statuses when like nobody did that. I was literally just like updating people on my life. (laughs) I was using the platform, how we now use it 10 years and everyone thought I was nuts. And even when I first met my husband and I was, Instagram, like dabbling in it because I had a different business then, but people would be like, oh my God, like she posts, like she posts way too much. Like, what is she doing? Like they would say it to him and he'd be like, that's what people say. And I was like, cool. Like, I, but like it was, the voice was like in my head a little bit. Like I remember being like, oh, should I do less? Like maybe I don't want people to say that about me. Well, finally, like you reach a point where you're like, oh really? Like that's what you thought. And now you're begging to send me like, whatever so that I will talk about it on my Instagram. Yeah. It's so annoying and I thought I talked too much and people will say like to him, they don't say it to me, but why does she share, you know, why did, and then, but then it always comes full circle where it's like, oh, like I thought that was really amazing. <laughs> that was really brave. Yeah. People are not going to say it to your face. Until it, until it hits something with them that, that relates to them and it's like, oh, but it's like, okay, well, I'm not just here for you. I'm here, I'm sharing my story. I'm sharing mm-hmm. my journey. It's, multifaceted right yeah that's amazing that is great that's funny i totally remember the time when it was weird to like to when when facebook came out just in general for us when we were in like yeah high school early whenever when it was college um and then high school then all of a sudden you see like the people 
I was posting <laughs> everything like constantly and posting pictures and people were like, this girl's nuts. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, nuts. I was, I was a genius. I was just ahead of my time. I didn't know. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. Well, thanks for being you. <laughs> um, do you want to tell, tell the audience where they can find you all, sure. all the, you know, the whole shebang and then we'll do our well, sign yeah. off. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. You guys can find me on Instagram at Emily Gallis, G-E-L-L-I-S. And I look forward to talking with you. Feel free to DM me at any time. Well, thank you so much for coming on and just being a fan. <laughs> um, I, you're gonna, I think mutual. you're doing, I think you're doing a Q&A on our Diet Starts Tomorrow um, page. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they told you that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're going to do a Q&A. So everybody make sure to tune into that. I'm sure it'll be um, safe for a little. And join our Facebook group, Diet Starts Tomorrow. Ers on Facebook. Obviously, follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm at Aileen. Sammy's at, at Sammy. And Emily, if you always- want to join the Facebook group, we will we will we will happily read your long posts okay yes. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i love it share your feelings i'm the, in the group has a lot of feelings <laughs> they do I'm i do the, feel in, like your posts would be loved uh, i'm in um i'm in the brides. travel one i think and it's like real i or, or i'm in a brides one that's like really funny it's oh, brides it's, one pops off <laughs> yeah pops. sorry i I'm like, something wow. happens with these brides. Yeah. It like, just makes you want to express yourself. Have gone wild. <laughs> yeah, really. It's so funny because some of the, I just will read it like here and there. And I'm just, I kind of like giggles to myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I don't have to like deal with that. But I'm like, oh my God, they're being so serious. The, yeah. the thing I, I find funniest about that group and just brides in general is that like everyone is convinced that like their opinion on how any element of a wedding should be. They are so passionate about how they think that this has to be. And like, to me, I'm like, you're crazy. I would never do it that way. But like, everyone is convinced that they are just like, they are Emily, the Emily post of the bridal etiquette world. It's really funny. Well, yeah, Ashley and I were talking and we're both like the girls, the girls have gone wild (laughs) in the brides group. So anyway, join the brides group if you are a bride (laughs) and um, also join our Diet Stars Tomorrow group and people pop off there too, but it's more of a safe space. The girls have a lot of feelings, a lot of mean girls quotes here. Um, anyway, guys, thanks. Email us dst at batches.com and we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Stars Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbine. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Stars Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.